This episode of Boss Rush After Dark is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn more about Boss Rush Media's family of podcasts, head on over to bossrushmedia.com or patreon.com slash bossrushmedia. Thanks for your continued support. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to Boss Rush After Dark, the alternative podcast show for the Boss Rush Network. It's your boy, LeBron, and as always, beside me, the one, the only, Corey Dierig. What's up, dude? Hello. I was not expecting to go first, but you know what? You know what the thought of the day was the other day, LeBron? What's the thought? Of the, what was the thought of the day? What was that? What day was it, actually? Uh, it was, I don't know, a couple days ago, maybe over the weekend. Uh uh-huh. um, Did you know? That sap is just tree cum. Oh, why do you do yeah, that? Because yeah, I, yeah, you brought that back. You brought that up earlier. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I tap my maple tree, which that sounds dirty, to make um, maple syrup. And now that's all I'm going to think about when that stuff comes out. <laughs> when you tap Wait, wait, you actually, you actually have a maple tree? I have a maple tree, and I tap it. Ayo. And then and I boil it out. Well, Hold on, we'll circle back to that in a second. We'll circle back to that. <laughs> Let's repeat it well, again. Well, when, when she's not busy tapping her maple trees, she's here right alongside us on the Boss Rush After Dark show. <laughs> hey, Stephanie. Hey, I'm just a, a woman of many tricks and trades. Mm-hmm. I make my Apparently. own maple syrup. I and other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a pole in your living room, right? No, but I have a pole in my bedroom. Oh, it's in the bedroom. Whoops. Okay. Mm. You're gonna put a pole where the family sits, Leron. Stranger things have happened. Fair. <laughs> I mean, it's not like my son doesn't know that there's a pole there. He's probably climbed it and used it more than I have. So. <laughs> <sighs> Get him started early, I guess. Uh... And is, and also. Back in the house, not going anywhere. We're not kicking them out, and we're not letting them leave. <laughs> Pat Klein, what's up, dude? I wish somebody would tap me like Stephanie taps her maple trees. Oh, with a this... few swift knocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? Uh, makes that the was juices quick. flow. Then why not? <laughs> so Stephanie. Tell us real quickly how do you how do you refine like the uh, the maple sap to make your maple syrup? Is there a process? Yeah, there is, um, and I'm sure it it could be. I'm definitely not at pro level, but I you know I bought a, a kit. You you know you need to everything needs to be sterile. You don't want to kill your tree, um, and depending on how big the tree is depends on how many taps you can put into it. I just do one. Um, you just <laughs> tap a metal like thing into it at a slight angle you put a pail uh the sap and you usually do it um in the springtime where the temperature go uh, wavers between uh freezing and unfreezing um you get a crap ton of sap and you need to boil I've, i've had to boil the sap all day like several gallons just to make like a tiny bit of maple syrup so geez, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's hmm. rewarding, but it's a lot of work. You could technically drink the sap. Um, if you Straight don't have from the any, tree. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you, as long as you don't have, you know, your I- I- immune problems, you know, like, you know, same thing. Like people need, people need to have, um, be careful if they have immune problems with like probot, like, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's sweet. I've had sap water before, like sold products. Um, I have no problem with it. It hasn't gotten me sick or anything. It's not my favorite mm-hmm. thing to drink. It's just like sweet water, you know? Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to do the whole, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit more sustainable, but I mean, come on. <laughs> You're literally raping a tree. How are you being sustainable? <laughs> Excuse me. I take care of the tree where its scars heal, and I can have it again the next year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 
I will never think of that the same again. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Any way I can help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, everybody. How are we doing tonight? How's it going? I was Hello. having a good night. <laughs> Paxel left. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, blame blame Corey for that. Hey, look, she's the one talking about how she takes care of something before shoving a large something into making a hole out of it and <laughs> extracting the tree's bodily fluids <laughs> Listen, to boil like a, a craving, serial killer. It needs to be settled. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. <laughs> Title of her sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be satisfied. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Women can rape men too. <laughs> oh man! I'm just gonna pretend I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> yeah, it's after dark, everybody. Anything goes. <laughs> so, uh, so, so nobody, nobody partook in any shenanigans this past week. Lots nope. of shenanigans. Uh, my son had a birthday. He turned eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I made him a Minecraft cake. I made fondant for the first time and created a Minecraft cake. Um, he had what is a, what is what is fondant? I feel like I feel like I should know this. If you watch like fancy baking shows, it's a very like stiff uh, uh, frosting, so you can kind of mold and cut and shape things better than like a, okay, yeah, creamy type frosting. I'll mm-hmm. I'll share pictures. I was pretty proud of it. Um, he had a small party at a local arcade and then I wrapped it up by taking him to an amusement park called Canopy Lake Park in New Hampshire. Then we drove up a little bit further after staying at Airbnb to hike the White Mountains and see what, uh, New England foliage has to offer. So Mm. very busy, which kind of explains from the previous Boss Rush recording why I haven't played any video games in the last week. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, I definitely want to see some pictures. Um, yeah, um, Corey, Pat? Nope, not me. Not this guy. My dad got a new TV and I hooked it up for him. It was also his birthday, so I guess we went over there for breakfast. Um, and I hooked up his new TV, and it's really nice to the point where I now need to find a way to break my current TV to get this one. Hmm. <laughs> he said break the TV. I mean, to be fair, the one that's in my office is uh like 15 years old. So it's bound to go anytime soon. Well, I mean, you yeah, you need to you should replace it before it goes out. Yeah. Yeah, um I think I think I remember you talking about uh, I think I remember we were chatting about it like it was a 65 inch, right? Mhm. Yeah. Uh which I think 65 is I think 65 is a sweet spot. Like I I cannot go below 60 65 inch television. Yeah, I. But one crazily enough, fifty-five. So, was that the one in my office? Is a fifty-five. Well, I mean, uh, how big is your office, though? I mean, it's uh, it's a good size. It a rep- for my, it's a good size for my office. Is the is the man cave? Like, I see you have a chair in the back. Like, do you hang out in that chair and watch TV on it? Uh, sometimes, but mm-hmm. uh, this is where I play video games. So, so you're up close. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a fifty-five inch, a fifty-five inch might be overkill, you know. But you know, at the same time, like yeah, like I can see myself like if it was in a situation like that, I definitely couldn't go lower than a fifty-five inch on that, you know. Yeah. Um, if if because that's the Wait. case, I just get I would just get a really hooked up gaming monitor, you know. Yeah. Well, my office is way bigger than it looks because there's like, I mean, I don't know, it's like as big as some people's like studio apartments. <laughs> it's pretty big. Uh-huh. So, like, I mean, you can look all the way over there. That's my wife's desk. And, you know, so not that it's too exciting, but it's large. Mm. So. You've never seen that side of your house before. I know. Cause usually that's where I stick all the crap in the cha- that was in my chair. So I don't look like a messy moron. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. Um. So. So, uh, so like, would you, would you just go ahead? Would you just replace it with another 55 inch or would you go for a 65? Oh, I would get a 65 inch wall mountain. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It wouldn't. I wouldn't mount it in here though because the walls the wall in front of me is like kind of fake and would not hold a TV. But I yeah. would mount oh, it whenever. Well, we unless you put it in studs, yeah, then then you're fine. There's no studs. It's the uh, in between the wall and this and this office. The garage is on the other side of the wall, so it's like cement on the other side of this wall. Okay. I would have to get like the long, like twelve inch brick nail, like the the nails or screws that are made for you know mounting something on brick mm-hmm. which i don't really want to do especially in a place that we rent so okay cool um uh pat what about you what have i been doing man yeah. what haven't i been doing you say what haven't i been doing <laughs> ah, i don't I, watch out ladies <laughs> uh, and maple trees mm, yes <laughs> And now I've uh, I've watched a lot of TV. Like I don't know why I I got in a mood where I just didn't want to play a video game for like a day, so I caught up on One the Castlevania, like twenty four hour period. <laughs> so we'll call it a day. Basically, I caught up on the Castlevania Nocturne. I finished the Cyberpunk um, twenty seventy seven Edge Runners. I am working on Gen uh, Gen V. I just did episode four yesterday, and um, started Loki, the new Loki. I and enjoyed. I, I enjoyed this premiere episode of Loki. I really liked it. <laughs> it was good. I Obi was awesome. You know, I, I love. Yeah. He, he's uh God, well, I can't I can't remember his name Kiwan K or something uh short round from Indiana Jones yeah I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name if I try to say it so yeah yeah you know I I loved his character that was uh his character's awesome um, oh yeah so I'm kind of curious to see you know how this season goes but um yeah it's it's just catching up on some of the TV series that I've kind of missed this entire summer and getting ready for the new ones like House of Fall of uh the Fall of the House the of Fall of the House of Usher is like, yeah, absolutely fig- amazing. I'm trying to figure out if if I'm going to be be down on that one. Uh, reviews have been saying it's absolutely phenomenal. Like this is like the best uh series that Flanagan's put out. Um, and also, uh, Invincible. Like this, apparently there's a second season coming out here pretty soon. So I'm trying to, Oh, pretty soon. Cause um, I didn't know, I didn't know there was a date for it yet. Like they, they were, they've been talking about it. I thought it was either this month or November. Oh, and by, and by the way, speaking of, speaking of stuff for, for, for you Trekkies out there, Star Trek Prodigy was saved. Uh, so Netflix will be picking up the second season of Star Trek Prodigy because like I'm not sure what the fuck they were thinking of Paramount Plus, but yes, more Star Trek in my life. So yeah, so uh, I think it's I think it's slated to start in 2024. So yeah, so yeah, more Star Trek. Hey, uh, the movement the movement did it. There was a save. There was a hashtag Save Prodigy uh, movement going on. Um, once uh once you know like we found out Paramount was just stupid. <laughs> and uh yeah it worked perseverance uh invincible season two first half is november 3rd and then the second half is gonna be early 2024 half like how many episodes are they doing i don't know but lately that's been the thing about splitting episodes and or seasons in half that way you can extend the uh stream mm-hmm. period yeah, uh, Stranger Things did it. Witcher did it. Oh yeah, Witcher did it. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, no that that was me just doing a lot of TV. Gosh, okay. hey, that uh, that ending to Edge Runners. Whoo, whoo, that was powerful. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. Uh. So. Yeah. So. Um. The last weekend, I, I I spent a whole bunch of uh, QT with uh with with my boyfriend. Um, he's um he's in the he's in the dodgeball league. So uh so so last Sunday I went out and like and like you know like caught a game you know see uh see him and his team play like that was pretty it was pretty cool like you know um uh 
it's always great to like see like how how like how how much sportsmanship and athleticism like somebody like you're you're romantically involved with as and and he didn't disappoint. <laughs> uh yeah, and then we um then we um then we hung out with his um with his team. We went to a, we went to a, a bar and um and like you know like just a hung out, had a couple of drinks and stuff. Had this really cool like like mixed frozen cocktail thing. It was half pina colada and half strawberry daiquiri. And this is a whole mix so like they 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 blend it together and then um and then you know like they give you like a really like really good straw so you can stir it all together and make it make like giant swirly and stuff. Like oh my God. Like that was some good shit. And and and, and by the way, by the way, if you want if you want to if you want to get Nice and drunk off of just a few drinks. Go to a go to a gay bar. Yeah, go to a gay bar. Best bang for your buck as far as like drinking goes. Because like yeah, yeah, they ain't shy with their pores. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you gonna yeah, like two drinks are gonna have you right. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so yeah, there was that. Um, I also did a little bit of TV. Like I like like I said earlier, like I did catch the uh, premiere of, uh, of um of Loki. Um, I just got through watching um this series called The Other Black Girl, which is on Hulu. It's based off of a book, and basically, uh, it's it's got some it's got some craziness going on to it. But uh, but I was I was I was hooked, and I was intrigued. Uh, basically, basically, it's it's what happens when like you know like you're you're the only person of your kind, you know, that works in an office. So like for so like for you, Corey, like just say just say you're working in in an office where you're the only white guy in there. And then all of a sudden, that was me. Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, another white white guy like gets gets hired and works alongside you and stuff like that. And so, like, you get to see like this bond, you know, between between the between the characters. And then you get to find out that something crazy is going on. So yeah, so like in this case, like you know, like uh, the show follows uh, this lady, uh, this lady named Nella. She's the only black person that works in this um in this um in this uh publishing firm that um that. Prior to that, the only other person of color before her was an editor who, like, she up and disappeared, like, back in the 80s and stuff like that. And then, um, and then a new girl gets, and then a new girl comes along, another black girl and stuff like that. And, you know, at first everything seems all hunky dory, and then, then weird shit starts going on. So it was pretty good. And, um, and I just realized, uh, Stephanie, did you ever, did you ever, uh, catch Red, White, and Royal, Royal Blue? Did you ever watch it? Mm-mm. You should watch it. We need to talk about it. You should talk about it. You red, should watch it. So it's called Red, White, and Royal Blue. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's 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 a, it's a, it's a gay rom com. But uh, okay. but 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 I think you will. As a matter of fact, I think everybody on the show would enjoy it if they watched it. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force the straight guys to watch it. <laughs> oh. Not that I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, like like. Let me know when you watch it, so I, so I, I so I'm looking for another excuse to rewatch it again. Like it, okay. it was, it, it, it was, it, I was obsessed with the movie when, when, um, when after I watched it the first time, because I didn't know a lot about it, but I saw previews for it, and then I was like, oh my god, I want to see it. Then it dropped, and I didn't, and I didn't realize it, it came out when it did. So I was like, wait, it's out. So I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, I'm in love with this movie. So uh, yeah, like, right. so yeah. Yeah, Stephanie, I I ask you to watch it, and Corey and Pat, like if you guys want to watch it, like hey, let's 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 watch it all together and let's talk about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so that's that's it. Um, I think you guys saw like I built a bunch, I built a bunch of Legos. Um, also, like like yeah, like uh, like this one right here, uh, Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear Starship. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like. Here's the thing about me and Legos. I love like spaceships and and air and aircraft and stuff like that. So like so like if I usually see one on the shelf, like I will pro- I'm most likely gonna gonna buy it and stuff like that. I've also I also bought um one of the Ninjago jets, you know, like from Legos and Ninjago line, which is pretty cool. It's back there in my bookshelf. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. I I got I I did some I did some things. You know, I I, I got the house for a little while. Nice. nice. I'm actually listening to a pretty cool audio book right now at work. Um, I uh, just randomly chose something that was recommended to me. It was called The Poppy Wars. Instead, the Poppy like, Wars? A, the Poppy Wars. Okay. Uh, it was a trilogy that I could buy with just one credit for my Audi- Audible um, subscription that I have. 
it's, and it's like set in this fictional China, and mm-hmm. it's a student. The main character is Ren. She's uh, she goes to uh, a military academy because she wants to get out of her town. Otherwise, she's gonna get married to some dude that's been twice divorced already, and she doesn't want that to happen. And it's uh, it's really cool because it, it dives into like the Chinese culture of like military strategy and like just how important uh, your family legacy is. And because uh, she she's considered a war orphan, and they they mean nothing uh, to the people in China. Or sorry, uh, I forget what the fictional is like uh i forget what the fictional name of this place is but it's uh pretty cool she uh she's learning about the gods and apparently the gods are kind of real and can deliver power onto people uh that like pledge themselves to them so it there might be something like around that uh and they are obviously at war with the fiction fictional uh japan uh, as well, the Mugans. That one was easy to remember. The Mugans. But yeah, it's uh, it's been very interesting. You said it's called the the Poppy Wars. The Poppy Wars. Okay, I'm gonna, that sounds interesting. I'm gonna put save that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it, it usually when I have uh, an audio book playing, like I just kind of like mindlessly listen to it, but. I've I've been actually listening to this and paying attention to it um, more than some of the other ones I've just kind of had for background noise. Great. And so. just so everyone knows, I accidentally typed in the poopy war, not the poopy war. <laughs> wow. Nice. Did the results disappoint? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Or not disappoint? Yeah. Let's see. Add to cart. Okay. The poopy wars. All right, so um, I have a question for you guys, and uh, and this and this is our segue into actually getting getting the show started now. <laughs> I have a question for y'all. Um, how we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about lying tonight. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the art of lying. Let's put it that way. Um, and uh, so I want to know, like, first of all, like, do you guys do you guys tell lies? I know it's a strange question to ask, but there there are a lot of people that you know they 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 do their best to be as honest as possible and stuff like that, you know. But uh, yes, I I I I tell white lies, especially to children. I think it's just kind of a thing that you have to do with children, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. White lies, like when it comes to preserving people's feelings on small and significant stuff. But other than that. And I'm not saying it because I want to sound like a goody two-shoes. I just generally don't lie outside of that because I'm a very shitty liar. I cannot conceal a lie. I I, I just show all my hands. I, I can't hide it. I, I cannot hide. I'm very uncomfortable. I just visually show that I'm lying. So I just don't bother. I'm like, I don't lie. So again, again unless it's something like the whole, does this outfit make me look fat? Nah, you look great. Like that <laughs> of lie. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Pat, well, how about you? Well, I am one of those people. When I was younger, I could lie like no other. And um, you know what? It, over the years, you learn what lying can actually do and how it can affect people. And especially when you're the one who gets lied to uh, constantly, it's. Um, you learn to appreciate truth and you don't really want to subjugate other people to lies. So I try to be as honest as possible. Right. Um, and I don't know if this has happened with you, Pat, like in the past when, you know, you've thought like maybe lying would be like the best alternative. Cause the few times that I've, you know, attempted the lie uh, on a more serious scale, I guess it compounds and it became very exhausting to maintain a lie and maybe have to make up other lies to support the lie. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it just snowballs bigger and bigger and bigger. (laughs) And it's hard to keep track of what I'm lying about. (laughs) Uh, I, I mean, I know there's definitely those cases going around. Um, 
usually I don't ever get a lie to go that big anymore um, in my life. So, like, I honestly, I hate lying. It hurts me, and it hurts, like, I, I know that if a person found out the truth after being lied to, like, it's, you can't, It it's really hard to gain that trust back, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Plus, like, I think it's a lot easier, well, easier in the sense that you don't think about it or are scared about lying or, like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. when you're younger than when you're older. Because I think as you, like Pat said, as you kind of grow older, like, you begin to appreciate the truth because of life experiences and, you know, life experiences, bad relationships, uh you know, it can destroy friendships and relationships too. And I think you just kind of over time are more conscious of that and that it's wrong and that, you know, sure. I mean, a lot of my kids all the time. Right. But like, that's, I think, I think there are, I think there are like tears of lies, you know, (laughs) Like a white lie to your children. Oh, we don't have any cookies. And there's like clearly a huge thing up in the cupboard that you're just going to eat the whole thing later. Uh, But, you know, in terms of something that could potentially hurt somebody, you know, that's kind of where I stand, I guess, at this point in my life. I mean, when I was younger, I didn't care. You know, I lied all the time. I got <laughs> I got so good at lying like in my late like in my early 20s like my early early 20s that like sometimes I was like man I think I believe myself in this <laughs> in this lie and you know I hurt people by lying and I just like <clears throat> you know and then I was in a relationship that uh, she lied to me all the time and I just you learn to appreciate the truth again, like Pat said, because of that. Yeah. Well, I will admit, I will admit I'm a pretty big liar. Like, I mean, you know, like, yeah, like definitely back when I was a younger, like it was nothing for me to tell lies, you know, because there was always the, there was always a, how badly do I want to be in trouble or how badly do I want to be caught or or do they just need to know this shit, you know? Like, like yeah. So, like, I definitely got to a point where, like, um, where, like, yeah, I I learned I learned how to refine lies. And, you know, like, I'm one of those people, like, yeah, I can definitely, like, like keep the lie going and actually, like, hold up the narrative for the most part, you know? The only time, the only time I'll stop holding up the narrative is when I just get tired. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um. But yeah, I, I I think I'm I think I'm a very seasoned liar, you know. Um, now that being said, like I don't I don't tell like super big lies or nothing like that, you know. Like now, you know, like in my in my adult age and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, like uh, like Corey, I do I do I do uh, according to Stephanie, I do do the, the white lies, you know, mm. because and, and also sometimes sometimes I I lie because it's just easier to like just. <laughs> You tell you you tell them something and it just and it, and it, and it helps your day get along. For example, like like hey, what'd you do today? Um, you know, um, and, you know, like uh, if, you know, like if you did like one thing, you know, like you you basically exaggerate or lie and be like, oh, I did all this, this and that, you know, because like there wasn't much to do anyway. So like if you look around, it looks like a whole bunch of shit got done anyway. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And, you know, there's all sorts of um, so. I, I will literally like, I will literally just tell somebody something just, just so just because uh, I, I, because depending on what they ask me, I'll tell them a certain thing. So, cause I know like it, it'll end the quest, the line of questioning right there. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. There's one thing like a lying habit, I guess. I don't know if you want to call it that, that I have picked up in adulthood. I think it falls in, in line with white lies though. And, it and I love my parents, so just gonna preface that. But there are a lot like for those that have followed us, and and you guys know personally how tough my, uh, especially my mother can be. Um, I'm sure out of love, but can be very tough. 
that I, I, I feel like I have to lie or lie by omission with stuff that either I do, like, say I'm just going out, you know, like on a date, like I'm not even doing anything nefarious, like going out and doing drugs or something crazy. <laughs> um, but I will actively lie and say, I'm not doing some, not doing anything that night. Or I went to do a work presentation just because I don't want to hear the lecture and, and I feel really bad, but it's gotten it's super like I get it like me, sure lecture me while I'm young and dumb but I am of age to kind of be able to go on a date and not get lectured that I'm not dating a doctor or a lawyer like I just I can't and I'll, I hate to say that I I sometimes will go out of my way to lie about what my plans are so I don't hear it <laughs> oh no some, nothing nothing wrong with that at all actually and um I like that you mentioned lies of omission because, like, that's going to be another question <laughs> in a little bit. Um, but yeah, you're kind of like me. You tell a lie because you know it's the fastest way to end the conversation, you know. And like, honestly, honestly, is that lie hurting? Is that lie hurting the person that you just told? No, you know, not not necessarily, you know. And if it is hurting them, like, based on the scope of like whatever lie you may tell them, it's like I think I think it hurts more. That they that they just want to be so into your life and stuff that you know like it's more of the affront that you actually told them something that wasn't true that you know like upsets them the most you know when it's none of their business. I just think like I'm I'm not saying that what you're doing is wrong stuff because I know your mom and I know like how stubborn she is and personally like. If I was in your shoes, I would just say, hey, you know, this is who I am, accept it or not. And I know she will probably be like, well, I don't accept it. And then you guys get non-talkative for like a month. But uh, well, I feel like that causes a bigger fight. <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing. Like in, in Steph's mom's case, Steph's mom does not acknowledge the fact that she is a bitch. <laughs> Pat said it. I didn't say. <laughs> um, like, like the uh, knowledge and like the advice that Steph's mom has is one hundred percent correct in Steph's mom's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Am I? I I. I wouldn't be the one who would be lying, but at the same time, I'm also not the one that would really be talking mm. in that case. Um, like I, I, I would probably go with the whole lie of omission and just not say anything at all. I yeah. don't know. Is that considered lying? If you know, someone asks you a question and you don't answer it. Mm, I don't think so. I I've just... never. You know, okay, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll go into the lies of omission. How do I feel about that? Lies of omission. Because I remember one time, and maybe it's because, like, like I admit, I'm a practice liar. So, someone hit me with a lie of omission is still a lie. And I'm like, no. I don't believe it is. Because in my personal opinion, I feel like, like I said earlier, there are some things you do not need to know. You know, like... You're asking questions that, you know, like, ultimately, is it going to satisfy you knowing them? No. Like, you know, for the most part, no. You know, now, if I'm withholding information that's vital or important to you, I get that. You know, like, then you can be mad about a lot of omission. But, like, when it, when it comes to, like, me personally, what I volunteer, what I volunteer or, or, or not volunteer to tell you, I feel like, is respecting my own privacy and stuff like that. You know, um, now, yeah, like professionally you shouldn't you shouldn't omit stuff you know from you know especially if something some some type of blowback is coming you know um or you know in situations where like there is no reason to omit like the truth and stuff like that like like police reports you know like things that you know like have serious repercussions down the road and stuff like that but personalized omission where like it deals with me personally i don't have to tell you all my shit <laughs> So, you know what, if you at like going back to that, what did you do today? You know, like if, um, if, uh, I tell you that I did these things, but I, but I mentioned 
but I don't mention the fact that yeah, I have like I might I might have broke a dish, you know, while washing the dishes or whatnot. Who the fuck? Who who's it? Especially if it was my dish. Who the fuck's it hurting? <laughs> I guess for me, the way I I probably think of things a little too logically is well, for uh, the same thing goes with like actions, like okay, how do I go? Like if you if by omitting to do something causes harm, is it still a bad thing? Like um, someone gets really hurt and is caught, you know, physically hurt and is asking you for your help and you just look the other way and walk away. You know, is that wrong? Well, only in my perspective, that's, that's a, a wrongness due to omission. So therefore, if I extrapolate that, then lying of omission is still a lie. But with that being said, am I going to go hard on myself or other people for that? No, because I kind of put that in a tier of white lies. I'm like, un- unless there's a much more severe consequence, a lie of omission to me is still a lie, but it's a more of a lesser severe one. Because you're right, Laurent, depending. Like if it's something that's involves with my own personal business, I can mm-hmm. I can choose to withhold that. Not everybody needs to know. Yeah. So yeah. it's you know it's it's one of those like moving needle it, it gray feels more, It feels more pleasant, I guess, in that regard, than telling someone to just mind their own business. Exactly. So. Yeah, saying mind your own business will, in itself, just start something altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, typically, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, Pat, what's uh, what's your what's your take on lies of omission? I mean, it's I I will probably leave something out, like if it's something like that, it's just not gonna really help the situation at all, <laughs> whether they know or not, you know. And in fact, if they know, it could just make the situation worse. I might just leave something out, you know, and just cover it up with like instead of like telling them like what i did i'll just be like yeah i did some things that's it you know just be vague mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I did stuff i did i did some things yeah i, did I didn't i didn't jerk things. i didn't jerk off for three i didn't jerk off for for all the three hours a day it was more oh <laughs> it gosh, was more like two penis. <laughs> <laughs> I got to assume that a chafed penis would really hurt. Yes. It's not pleasant. Yes. I think it feels great. Yes. Come on. It's like, come on. It's like a clitoris rub raw. Come on now. Or, or chafed uh, nipples. But, oh God. <laughs> Can't say I've had those. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got them a lot when I played sports. <laughs> You're so. supposed to wear Vaseline under the Jersey, dude. No, I mean, I wore like, yeah. Well, I don't want to get into that right now. That was uh... <laughs> table that for another day. Uh, Corey, uh, what's your what's your what's your thoughts on lies of omission? Like, how how are you? I don't know, man. I kind of like. Pretty sure you omit the truth from your children all the time, but me admit yeah. the truth to the, my children. O- omit, omit. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought you said admit. Yeah, no, I don't. I, my kids are like they they have no idea they just uh you know like i said earlier like there's there's no cookies in the cabinet there's you know your toys are gonna you know disappear if you don't go to bed or whatever and it's or, like no, no where is my you know like something something that you threw away oh i have no idea yeah <laughs> i'm actually Funny. really bad i like turn around on them i'm like nikolai what'd you do it's it's actually really funny my daughter has caught my wife throwing away some of her old crafts like a couple of times and she's like she runs up in like a real panicked mode she's like why are you throwing that away why are you throwing that and my wife's just like oh that was an accident i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) to make room for the new stuff that you're gonna make me (laughs) so like she waits she she has to wait till she like goes to school now and then she'll like clean house you know and like oh we'll keep this one but this one sucks so we'll throw it away <laughs> oh, and, Listen, oh and by the, the way, macaroni's by the way, moldy okay <laughs> it's gotta go 
Why, why are you gaslighting your son at such a young age? Like, I don't know. What did you do? It's, like, it's your toy. You clearly how'd, moved it. How'd you let that happen? You'd be like, you know, toys disappear when bad when you do bad things. So, Nikolai, what bad things did you just do? It, it, it clearly must be my Asian side mm-hmm. just slipping through. That's how. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so uh, so 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 roundtable question here. Uh, would you would you consider yourself a good or a bad liar? I think Stephanie, you already led and said you were a bad liar. Bad liar, I cannot. Mm. Uh, I mean, now or like at the high point of my lying life, lying I career. guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My, okay. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna do it like that, like, let's. Career. If we're gonna do it like that, then yeah, how good of a liar were you back when you were a liar? Uh, I would say in my early twenties, I was a pretty good liar, and but you know it probably had all the hoes. It got me in trouble a few times. Uh, that's fine. You ever use fake names? (laughs) No. Yes. No, I never use a fake name. I used to. (laughs) When me and my, me and my, me and uh, a guy that I used to be friends with when I worked at the restaurant named Greg, we would go out like three or four times a week and like pretend to be other people. (laughs) Oh, it was a good time. No, I've never, I've never done fake names. Like I, I've always, I've always, I've always made up fake people. Though <laughs> we're aware. No, you pretended to be a woman online once, Lauren. That is true. That is. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's being. That's called being a, a guy in real life. Come on. Huh? Huh? That's the internet persona. Games, maybe. Girl, G I R L, guy in real life. Ah. Uh... Uh... Yeah, yeah. That's 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 honestly the reason why I do not I do not play female characters like actively, you know, unless unless there's no choice, like you know, the, it's the default is a female character. You know, I don't do that. You so unless you're trolling unfair. a guy on the other side of the line. <laughs> well, that's like an unfair assumption because when I get to choose a, the gender of what character I play as, I don't know why, but I always gravitate as playing as a male. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe it's because I'm like projecting like my my male gender role tendencies without ha- like because I'm not a biological male but I don't depends know. on the game for me like if there's dating elements I will be a male that way you know I'm hitting on the females just you know because I'm I'm hetero uh, but I'm not opposed to being a female like I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I felt that was Cassandra's story and not her brother's and in that case, I also had sex with every single person that I could possibly have. If there was a romance option, and I made it sure. If there was a romance option, I chose it for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And that mm-hmm. made for some very questionable decisions because you can get to the head of the, uh, the ancient order. And one of the th- endings is a romance option. So it's like, do you kill her? Mm-hmm. Do you let her go? Or do you sleep with her? It's like, Huh. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made the decision. <laughs> you can make all three of those uh, choices a game, Pat. Mm-hmm. You could. Uh... Well, I... <laughs> well, well, I know this. Like speaking back to like why I used to play with female characters. Like um, the one of the most transformative like experiences I had was like playing the original Metroid and finding out the character you're using was actually a female. You know, and uh. And I thought that was pretty cool. So, you know, like I just like started just like just like, I don't know, like cross gendering, you know, like whenever I played games and then, you know, like um, and, you know, like sometimes back when I was like in my heyday of like playing as female characters versus default male characters and stuff like that, like when we got like uh, like like, you know, like games like Monster Hunter, for example, hey, like if the if the female armor looked better than the male's armor, like I'm probably going to pick a female character. And technically, there's still like a lot of female armors in Monster Hunter that look better than the male versions of the other of the of the, of the, of the armors. And I'm like, nope, I learned my lesson. I think one game I regret playing as a male character would be Cyberpunk 2077. I feel like the female view was actually more of the main character. I feel like I feel like the female V was actually more more intended to be the um 
the main character. Just like, just like I feel like Fem Shep was supposed to be the more the male character than Shepard, which, which I find kind of wild because like you know like they basically marketed it as you know like every game until Mass Effect Three had John Shepard on the cover. Well, I actually didn't. Wasn't he on the cover of three? But if you got the collector's edition, it came with the steel book with her on the front, or something like Maybe that. Maybe it was. Maybe yeah, yeah. You know what? I do. Uh, yeah, I do believe like the the like the special editions did have the fem- have femship. You know, instead, mm-hmm. I yeah. believe you're right. But I remember this the first time seeing where I remember this the first time seeing where like where I, he actually had the female version of Shepard on the cover. I remember that, and I was like. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the dialogue options, Fem Shepard just Fem Shepard just went hard. <laughs> well, I have a kind of a, a a round table, round table, Red Robin. Sorry, uh, what is it? Yeah, it's is a round it table. But... Whatever, it's, it's a round table. Um, about uh, t- um, body language when people lie. Do you think that's pretty reliable, or you think people can still mask that because? Um, I I took a course uh, from like an ex FBI person on you know how to uh, have conversations with people and spot body languages and there's always the you could tell if someone's lying if they're covering their mouth you know like basic stuff that you hear do you feel like that's which 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 way is it when your when your eye rolls when your eye rolls a certain what direction is it the right I think up right well yeah that doesn't work on me because like I typically go up into the left. Well, anytime I'm thinking at all, I'm always looking up. So. I always, yeah, I always look I up. Yeah, I'm upright. In fact, that's like my uh, that's like my brain spotting spot. Uh, Corey, quick, Google it. Make sure I'm right or wrong. Uh, okay. Um. But like other thing is like uh, the person tends to want to cover their mouth or touch their nose when they're lying or avoid eye contact. Oh, when people have a tell, like 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 playing poker. Yeah. Um, well, here's um, the thing. You're not going to know that if you just met the person. Like That's true. Yeah. You know, I could just be very insecure and therefore, you know, I have my hand on my face or I don't look you straight in the eye. Well, that's and that's why I asked this question, because when I took those courses, they make it sound like these are definite signs someone's lying. And I'm looking at them like, well, sometimes I do that when I'm not lying. So, like, how reliable yeah. is it? Yeah, like sometimes when I'm just like when I'm just like assessing my brain for things, like I typically will look off in the direction, you know, like you know, because I don't know, and it, I'm not sure if it's a human thing or if it's something we learn from watching TV and stuff, because you know, like, because you know, like when people are contemplating on TV shows, like they're always like staring off in a direction or off in the space or something like that, you know. And I'm not sure if like if it's if it's like we pick that up from like stuff that we've seen or if that's an actual natural human thing that that happens, you know, stuff like that, because. Hey, Corey, did you find it out? Uh, so a quick Google search says the direction of their eyes. A 2012 study published in uh, PLOS One debunked the myth that people look to the left when lying. A study at the University of Michigan found when participants lied, they maintained eye contact 70% of the time. Oh, I was mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, the, well, and, and I guarantee you the reason why is because like because like people are always told like like look at me and and tell and tell me that you're and and, and tell me the, the truth, you know. Or maybe they look at you and they tell you something and then they start smiling and laughing. Hmm. That might be a lie. No, that's a, well, no, no, no. That's a, that's a, that's actually a nervous tick. Yeah. Well, it could be possible. I just looked it up. It says you detect a frown or a smirk, but just for an instant. Micro expressions. Uh, can reveal if someone's lying to you. Actually, that's what my son does. If I could tell he's trying to lie, he tiny little smirk. Tiny. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, I got, I got to come to something quick about about this one. <laughs> when when I experience people lying, they tend to over-explain themselves too. Like, yes, really over-explain. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, that's it's a like lot they're of trying really hard to sell you. Yeah. That's a lot of information for you uh, dropping a glass of water and dumping water on the floor. That's uh, <laughs> I don't need a novel of how that happened. <laughs> exactly. Stick to the point. Yeah, so like, here's just a couple of body cues that I feel I could easily be mistaken. So like, I don't know, fidgeting, crossing your arms, touching their face, covering their mouth, feet shuffling. I don't know. That's uh, just being. I think everybody. I think everybody does right? any of that. I fidget so much. I can't keep my yeah. hands still. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm one of those people. Also, also something like um, 
like I'm so hyper focused on like my surroundings and stuff. Like nine times out of ten, when I'm having a conversation with you, I'm 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 I'm, I'm zeroing in on a whole bunch of random shit all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, that's not a Geiger counter if I'm telling you the truth or not. Because honestly, like I'm I'm like yo, like uh, like like that truck's about to hit us. We should move, you know, because <laughs> I saw that because you couldn't because when I'm standing facing that direction and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> it's it, I, I i think it's funny the acrobatics that people will go through to try and spot you in the lie when nine times out of ten you're telling the truth <laughs> right i just say you know just go with your gut whenever you can yeah 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 I, um i consider myself a bit of an empath so there's there's definitely a different kind of energy you can feel when someone's lying to you mm-hmm. uh-huh but I like to also give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, yeah. and like w- when I really catch them in the lie, then that's, then that's them, you know? Well, let's, well, let's, well, okay. All right. You bring up a very good point here. Like how, how upset do you get when, when you've, when you've caught somebody lying to you? I'm, I'm pretty upset, but mm-hmm. I'm also not going to like, Point it out, be like, why are you lying to me? You know, or unless, okay, I won't do that. Like, I can get a feeling that, yeah, they're probably not telling me the truth here, but it's when you catch them, that's, that's hurtful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 explain it. I probably would take it uh, pretty, uh, well, seriously, I would get upset by it because, I feel that telling the truth is pretty basic. And if you're, if you, if you meaning the person wants me to take them seriously as a mature adult, then a mature adult should understand that the truth will set you free and all that hokey stuff. But I don't know. I just feel like a lie, a blatant lie. And again, I'm not talking about a white lie. Like someone said that I look good in a dress when I really didn't, that I don't give a fuck. But if it's a, a real blatant lie, a big one, I, I do find as a violation of trust. Like there's certain things that I, I I find very important to my my values, and catching someone in a lie is upsetting to me. Yeah. Oh, one caveat though: if they admit to it up front and seem sincere in their apology, I I, I will get over that upsetness. Like, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people will kind of deny, 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 or drag their feet and acknowledging the lie. That that just is what makes it worse. But if someone just says, you know what? Yes, I did. And this is why I lied. I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm more likely to be like, okay, let's talk this through. We're adults. Yeah. Yeah. It would depend on the severity. So it'd be like, well, hey. Where were you last night? Oh, I was with my friends. You know what? I'm sorry. I didn't tell you the truth. I was actually fucking the girl next door. Well, okay. You're right. Like, obviously, it's... Uh, Let's talk about this. Depending on the severity. Yeah. But no, I, I, I agree. If they're willing to come up rather than just keep digging the pit, then there's a little more leniency there. Now, it depends again on the situation. Now I will say this for myself, and this is after this is after admitting, like you know, what type of liar I am and stuff like that. You know, like, like I would be more, I wouldn't be upset or mad, as opposed to just more like dismayed. You know, especially if like the only way I can see myself like being really outraged by it is like if you just went to all sorts of like, you know, like like acrobatics, you know, in, in the lie you told me and all this stuff and so, and things like that. But, you know, and I guess it's because like, ultimately, like, you know, in, in my mind, you know, like, it's like, it's like, you know, like I, I kind of get it, you know, like I get it. Like this is like a certain level of embarrassment or, or it's something that, you know, like you already like beat yourself about the consequences and stuff like that. And be like, well, next time don't tell me the lie, you know, you know, but like nine times out of ten, unless it's unless it's actually harming me, like I'm probably not going to be that upset. I'm just going to be like, dude, why did you didn't have to lie about that? You know, you know, you know, um, because I'm I'm one of those people. I understand, you know, and I guess it's because I'm a seasoned liar. <laughs> yeah, then then what happens if they lie to you again? I what hope my boyfriend doesn't that? listen to this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
He's going. He's going. My boyfriend has like a really analytical mind and stuff like that. So he will probably question everything for the last three years that we we've, we've known each other. You know, <laughs> he would probably question it. And um, and and surprisingly enough, I've, I think I've only really lied to him like two, maybe three times. You know, and it's not been anything like, not been anything like super super crazy. I'm telling on you. Just kidding. <laughs> How about you, Corey? Yeah, I know he's hitting some stuff for me, though. Um, I I haven't really been in a position where people would lie to me recently, and by recently I mean probably like the last like three or four years. Uh, just because I don't go anywhere or hang out with anybody. <laughs> um, my wife could lie to me. I don't know. Uh, so she might be a good liar. Who knows? Um, uh, but. Yeah, but like I mean, if someone if somebody lied to me, I I kind of it depends on it depends on the lie, right? Like to be fair, I lie to get out of things all the time. Like I don't want to go anywhere. I don't I I just don't want to be social a lot of the time, right? And uh so I'll say I, like sometimes my friends uh text me to play Destiny and I like if I'm like really tired, I'm like I'm busy tonight, guys, or like I am doing something else, and then I'll just get on and play another game. And, uh, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I forget to turn myself, uh, you know, appearing offline. And then my friend will text me and be like, I thought you said you weren't playing tonight. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, or like something like that. But if they like really like told a huge lie, I would probably be pretty mad if I found out, you know. Uh, but I haven't put myself in that position recently because I don't know. It's different when you are a parent and have a job and trying to keep track of two kids and trying to spend time with your wife and doing all this too. Right. Like I just don't go anywhere. (laughs) I don't know. That's my answer. All right. Um, you know what? I was going to ask this question, but I feel like this would actually make the show longer than it is. I was going to ask what was the biggest or worst lie you've ever told, but you know what? We will say. Yeah, we're going to we need a di- we're going to need a new episode for that one. A whole new episode <laughs> for this. But I tell you what, what we will do is like we'll leave it up to our we'll leave it up to our listeners. Like, uh, like, hey, like, like, sound off. Like, if if you can, you can make it anonymous too. What's the biggest or the worst lie you've ever told? You know, like the biggest lie being what's something that you know was like was like just you know like you could not believe you got away with it. And as far as the worst lie you've ever told, come on, we've told some pretty bad lies. It's like wow, like, uh, like I can't believe I just let that shit out of my mouth. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess I'm a big liar. So next time, so next time, like any of y'all talk to me in text chat, and you'll be like, okay, he's he's full of shit. You, I, I, I can oh, tell. Now, we I can already tell now. knew like, that, I, Loran. I should I should have lied and said I was not any type of liar. <laughs> Ooh, that's a mind games there. Yeah, yep, it is. Don't do that. It is, but you know, but you know what isn't a lie. <laughs> it's time, time for us to get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to lie down in bed. That's the only lie that I like. Yes. Those are the yes. best lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, all right. This is it. This has been another wonderful episode of Boss Rush After Dark. Yeah, we uh we, we were a little serious this time. Even though I don't know, like I'm pretty sure it was it was an entertaining topic for you guys out there, you know. Um definitely, like I said, like sign off, you like hit us up. You know, on social media, let us know like what's what's one of the biggest or worst lies you've ever told. Like, give us something to talk about. Like, when in, in the next episode we come back, we'd love to hear some of your stories and stuff like that. Um, before we head out, though, uh, always be sure that if you're listening to the podcast on on audio form or if you're checking us out in video form, hit the show notes. Like, like get all the information you can for how to get in contact with not just us, but also like Boss Rush Network and as a whole, and also learn some information about becoming a patron. By the way, our patrons for this episode, we love you guys. You know, um, y'all, y'all are awesome. <laughs> if you want to be loved are... by us, give us a dollar. <laughs> We're cheap. We are. We are so cheap. 
<laughs> but it was the biggest thrill of your life. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, on behalf of uh, Pat, Stephanie, and Corey tonight, we're going to go ahead and say goodnight. And remember, please come back and let's do another episode of Boss Rush After Dark, the alternative podcast show over the network, where we always talk about things that aren't always content-friendly for the anchor uh, parts of the, sh- of the network. Wow, I almost flubbed that. <laughs> we love you guys. Signing off. Have a good night. And you know what? White lies are okay. Just don't hurt anybody. <laughs> Bye. Have a good night. <laughs> Goodbye. Watch out for that tree come. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. <laughs>